Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hold on, Mary Jane! We are sex Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? You guys want to go see a dead body? I know Kung Fu. Do it. Get away from her, you bitch! What's in the fucking box? Hold on to your butts. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Listeners, I apologize. In advance. If you end up hearing remnants of annoyance and anger in anyone's voice tonight um trent and i are in the midst of a few we're at odds um trent said that gotham was basically new york in this movie which is wrong and then proceeded to say that people say we're going to the garden and people automatically assume that they're going to madison square garden to which i said not really. Nobody I know has ever done that. Madison Square Garden, colloquially known as the Garden or by its initials MSG, is a multi-purpose indoor arena in New York City. Colloquially known as the Garden. Colloquially known as the Garden. Um, but never mind that. Wait, Parth, I'm not going to let you just change the topic because you're wrong, so let's unpack this a little. Um... When people... What more is there to say other than what I said? Because you phrased... Other than what I said. You phrased no, 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 it like no. I'm wrong. Like, you believe... Well, you believe that, and I'm saying this is what I See, believe. See, my mom... What's, my, what's incorrect My mom in that? looked up um, the the garden, and one of the first results is Madison Square Garden, New York City. Um, sure, but people don't... Nobody that I know has ever said... Maybe you don't know Let's go that many to the people. garden. That's categorically untrue, Trent. Madison Square Garden... Anyways, well, we're off to a flying fucking start, aren't we? But we have we have a guest. Well, at least we had a good episode last week. Madison Square Garden. Jackson Clark hey. for his th- hey Jackson hey third appearance here to mediate our marriage counseling. It's me, I'm Jackson. I've seen the Batman one and a half times, and we'll get into that. But I guess first, maybe just to clear the air, ease up some tension, we should discuss what we've been eating. Before we get into this, Trent seems a little uh, unhappy with me right now, and I apologize for that. But I'm ready to move forward and talk about the Batman. Um, wow, Trent, what did you eat? I think uh, my, I've had a long day, and it isn't Parth's fault, but I am just tired. And the last thing I ate was a street gyro, and um, it was good. But I'm I'm running on fumes. But if we were talking about any other movie, I wouldn't be here right now. But it's the Batman, wow. so out of sheer respect, here I am. Parth? Um, 
I had huevos rancheros uh, with my roommate, friend of the show, Cle- uh, Chloe Ditloff. And um, I'll hand this over to Jackson. But before I hand it over to Jackson, I, I have to let you know that... Um, Okay, Trent is now showing me that he searched up that Madison Square Garden is colloquially known as the Garden. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't hang out. Maybe I hang out with people that don't call it the Garden. No, nope. that's my fault. And now we can move forward. Great. Yeah, but then I. But he seemed more upset that I said that the the amount of times that Trent says that I'm wrong when I'm actually right. I said that that was a large amount, and that made him upset. Oh. Anyways, because you said that Jackson, because in this particular instance you were wrong and I was positive and here we are with proof. Okay, but I'm I'm usually right and that's just you know we have to put that out there. But before we get to Jackson Clark and what he's been eating, I just have to throw out a, a disclaimer. Uh, before recording, Jackson said, "I haven't eaten anything interesting recently." Did you make him force and something said, down? And I said, "Go eat something." I do this. I make Trent do this, and he was like, "I know." Trent told me, but I don't want to eat anything. I'll just make something up. And I was like, don't make something up. Just go eat something. Wait, all and day you haven't eaten anything? Like that's And no, I said, I, it, do, I it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be interesting. It it's just true. has to be a thing. Um, and he said that, okay, fine, I'll tell the truth. But you won't know whether, whether it's the truth or not. And so now it's up to... For the fans to it's decide. Up to the, it's up to the audience. Is Jackson one. telling the truth or not? Let's see how interested we are in the following sentence. I, I ate one big, fat, little Caesar's... Batman calzone. See this is see this is false. Uh, this is false. Wait, but it this sounds is not so true. Tropical. Sounds true. Yeah, it, but it's not see, true. it sounds that way, but like it's we not know true. that from the commercials that it comes with a miniature poster and you Oh, right here. Viewers, hear that? That's me taking the poster out. That's duct tape, everybody. Listeners. Wow. And uh, all right, it's time to it's time to get into the movie. Wait, Jack- okay, part you really want to know? I had Near East garlic and herb rice pilaf. See what's so what's so what's so like, wrong about the, that? Is that true? We don't There's know. Pan. I ate it out of. You can see the remnants. Yeah. All right, fair enough. No, no, Whoa, what was wrong with that? That's pretty convincing. Half the time, half the time, Trent and I have eaten the same thing. Not as each other. No, but, but it's like that we've eaten previously. A lot of frozen pizza has been talked about on this, on this mm, little program yeah. of ours. Chicken nuggets. Trader Joe's garlic and pesto frozen pizza. Pretty All right, guys. I think the vibes are a little bit better now. Am I wrong? Yeah. Um, now that Trent, now that Trent has been proven right, he's smiling again. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's guys, he's showing his big old teeth at us. Parth, I think it says a lot that remember when we were going to see the Batman, and on the car ride there, you were very annoyed with me, and then after the movie, our friendship was immediately healed. Like that's the power of the Batman. <laughs> yeah, we could put it that way. Um. But let's let's get into the interview. I mean, fuck, we did that last week, didn't we? Yeah. Let's get into this discussion, shall we? Welcome back to Crap Jackson. What's our what's our podcast? services jackson this is your third appearance wait you try to do yeah. you tr- this is his fourth appearance this is his third full episode all right um, jackson you try to do our opening spiel oh we are craft um, services well, and what do we do we are craft services and we have the hottest questions and the hottest wings is that wait he got it yeah, yeah. he got it so like let's um, talk what about someone what someone history. could say what someone could say is 
Welcome back to Craft Services. Where we talk about we talk about the, the movies, movies each week. Each week we talk, we about, talk about a film and hopefully, hopefully have a crew member of that, that film. film. Talk with us. Talk with us about the experience working on, working on picture. the picture. But I like I like Jackson's more. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's we guys should incorporate wings into your show. True. Um, but as Trent said, Bat it's wings. a long hard day. We need to Decompress. we need to keep rolling. We need to keep rolling. So with that, Jackson. You're you're going to be part of our little bit. Can you give a ten word synopsis of the Batman? Wow, I wish I had time to prepare this. Um, There's usually a long pause uh, here where we edit out. So take your all time. right. Let me think of something. The Batman is a very good. No, not not review synopsis. Yeah, like what, the Batman what is... is a very good detective. Is the beginning of it. Oh, oh, oh. One, okay. two, three, four, five, six, seven. And he... Why'd you use the as one of your words? Yeah. You should have started with okay. Batman. Alright, right. Wow, are you typing this out? Yeah. But I think this I is think... more work than anyone has ever I think put. this is ten words. Ready? Batman is a very good detective, and he solves crime. No mention of the Riddler? Sure. I okay. he solves, that could have been applied to any Batman. Batman is a very he good riddles. detective and he solves riddles. Sure. You need to use your note your notes app for that. <laughs> but let's give credit uh, or credit actual... let's give credit or credit to Jackson is the best person I know at the at the connecting movie actors game. Uh like the the uh what is it the six layers of seven degrees seven of degrees Kevin of Kevin Bacon. Six, six degrees to Kevin Bacon. Uh, Jackson degrees. uses his he breaks out the notes app and he's all business. <laughs> It's yeah, really nice. incredible watching him work. It's really fun. Wait. The actual synopsis is when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Trent, budget, box office, go. The budget of this picture is 185 to $200 million, and the box office, even though it's only been a few days, is $258 million. Um, wow. Seems like DC Comics is doing something that everyone doesn't absolutely fucking despise for a change. Cool. So let's get into production history. And with this, we kind of have two production histories because originally this was going to be Ben Affleck's The Batman. Think about how like we wouldn't be talking about it right now if Ben Affleck... Yeah. That's not true. I, yeah, we would we, be talking about it. Yeah, we'd be talking about it. Just not the same way, not even close. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think it would be as good. Like, I, but I, I, I haven't even seen Batman vs. Superman. Be, or the, uh, You wouldn't see a Batman movie? I haven't seen that Batman movie. Yeah. Well, it's I not really a Batman movie, though. Wait, what's the other What's the other Batfleck? Justice League? Yeah. It's because yeah. he, did, he, did, he didn't get his League. own... If Batfleck had a movie called... In Justice League. I mean, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I guess yeah, technically. Yeah, he's like barely in it. But if Batfleck had his own independent film, would have seen it already. But him being diluted and all these other superheroes that I don't give a shit about, no thanks. I, I rewatched the warehouse fight today, and he really kills people. Yeah, yeah. no, he, 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 they bleed from their head. Yeah, and he, like, he just, like, knocks a grenade into a room with two dudes in it. Yeah. And, like, is that not murder? I mean, historically, no, Batman's code is not killing people, and yet in yeah. almost every installment, there's a, a few key examples of him, like, setting someone aflame. Not <laughs> knocking people off a roof, and then you don't see him hit the ground, but, like, I doubt their story ends Shooting well. missiles out of his various bat vehicles. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I'll start off with 
Ben Affleck's The Batman production history. So in August 2013, Ben Affleck was cast as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. As Bruce Wayne slash Batman for Wait. multiple films meant to be in the DC Extended Universe. Part, isn't any... it true that in October 2014, Warner Bros. revealed that Ben Affleck was in negotiations to direct and co-write the screenplay with Jeff Johns? But at the same time, it... production was expected to begin after Affleck finished work on Live By Night. Hmm. But... We'll put... But that is interesting when you think that Affleck and Johns finished the first draft in March of 2016. Wait, but wasn't it also confirmed in April 2016 that Affleck was going to direct? But another way to look at it is that Jeremy Irons said he would reprise his Batman vs. Superman role of Alfred Pennyworth in May, and Joe Manganiello was cast as Deathstroke in August of 2016. Uh, in, like, a dream world for me, I think Robert Richardson, famous cinematographer, would have been attached early on in the development cycle, and he, could, like, could confirm that the script is primarily set in Arkham Asylum. And in this dream world, uh, it featured Slade Wilson uh, slash Deathstroke orchestrating a breakout at Arkham to tire batman and make him vulnerable before fighting him in the streets of gotham during the climax but that's just like that i'm just making this up as i go yeah i mean part do you know anything about the production in regards to batgirl maybe yeah uh, batgirl was planned to appear in in the film and help batman out uh manganiello was manganiello explained that deathstroke believed batman was responsible for the death of his son and was depicted as systematically dismantling Batman's life and killing those close to him like a, quote, horror movie villain. And he compared the story to David Fincher's The Game, which is funny. Because we got a David Fincher movie anyway. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Johns said that the film would explore the death of Robin, which was hinted in Batman vs. Superman. And Zack Snyder, who liked the story, filmed a post credit scene for Justice League featuring Lex Luthor revealing Batman's identity to deathstroke in order to help set up the film hmm. affleck revealed that the title was the batman in october and in december he said filming was on track to begin in mid 2017 for a 2018 release chris terrio turned in a rewrite of the script in january 2017 but in but also in january 2017 affleck announced that he was stepping down as director but still planning to star and produce in the film he initially said he had stepped down to focus more on starring as Batman, but later said that he was unable to get the script where he needed it and felt it was time for someone else to have a shot at it. This is how we get into Matt Reeves' The Batman. Um, so Matt Reeves, Matt Ross, Ridley Scott, Gavin O'Connor, George Miller, and Denis Villeneuve, uh, as well as Fide Alvarez, were all considered as replacements for Ben Affleck. Um, Reeves entered negotiations to direct after meeting with Warner Brothers on February 10th, 2017, and read Affleck's script. He said that he thought it was, quote, totally valid, but not the film he wanted to make. Reeves said that he only wanted to join if he was guaranteed creative control, and Warner Brothers Pictures group chair Toby Emmerich said that he wanted an auteur to make the next Batman film and was impressed by Reeves's initial ideas. Reeves was hired to direct The Batman on February 23, 2017, and began working on the script in March 2017, initially, initially, initially planning to keep uh, The Batman's connections to the DCEU, and he kept Affleck in during the writing process. Later, though, he reworked the story to focus on Batman earlier in his vigilante career, with plans to cast a younger actor to play Batman, and Warner Brothers announced that they were planning to replace Affleck by July 2017. 
Reeves submitted his first draft to Warner Brothers in September 2018 with contributions from Mattson Tomlin and Peter Craig, although only Reeves and Craig are credited in the final film. In January 2019, Warner Brothers set a June 25th, 2021 release date for the Batman, and Affleck confirmed that he was no longer starring. By May 2019, Robert Pattinson, Nicholas Holt, Army Hammer, and Aaron Taylor Johnson were on a short list to replace Affleck as Batman, with Pattinson being the frontrunner. Reeves said that he considered Pattinson after seeing his performance in Good Time and wrote the script with him in mind. Jeffrey Wright and Jonah Hill entered negotiations in September 2019 to play Jim Gordon and Penguin respectively, and in October 2019, Zoe Kravitz was cast as Catwoman. In November 2019, Andy Serkis, Colin Colin Farrell, and John Turturro were respectively cast as Alfred Pennyworth, the Penguin, and Carmine Falcone, as he's known in this movie. Principal photography began in January 2020 in London under the working title Vengeance. Uh, Production was disrupted by COVID and filming was suspended on March 14th, 2020. Filming resumed September 3rd at the Warner Brothers Studios in Leavesden, only to be put on pause again after Pattinson himself tested positive for COVID-19 just one day into filming. Filming resumed on September 17th after Pattinson was cleared to return to set, and in early October 20, the film's release date was pushed back to March 4th, 2022. Filming wrapped on March 13th, 2021. The Batman's world premiere was held at Lincoln Center in New York City on March 1st, 2022, and alongside 350 advanced IMAX screenings across the United States, which some people in this room were able to go to. All of us. All of us were. <coughs> together. It had its wide release on March 4th, 2022. And that's when, like, the muggles got to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Trent, you want to give us some fun facts? Sure. Robert Pattinson's screen test took place while he was in rehearsals for Tenet. Pattinson lied to Christopher Nolan about it, but Nolan said, you're doing the Batman audition, aren't you? Pattinson won the role a day before principal photography for Tenet began. Somehow Nolan knew and congratulated him, despite Pattinson not telling anyone about it yet. This is the first version of Batman to directly address the black eye makeup under the cowl. Uh, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne is inspired by Kurt Cobain. Something in the way is a song. Fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? Uh, Matt Reeves stated that Colin Farrell's Penguin takes inspiration from the character Fredo. Fredo? Fredo. From The Godfather. 
Pattinson took a selfie in the batsuit during his test, just in case it didn't work out. It was Zoe Kravitz's idea for Catwoman to have long and scary nails without nail polish on them, so they looked more like claws. This is the longest Batman film to date, and is the third longest comic book movie behind Zack Snyder's Justice League and Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame. And that's the end of the fun facts section. Um, so since this movie just came out, uh, we have no Amazon reviews, so rather than pulling some one-star reviews, we went over to Letterboxd and pulled some one-half-star reviews, which is the lowest you can possibly go at, on Letterboxd. Yeah. And for someone to give a movie like this half a star, yeah, pretty baffling. Yeah. So, Jackson, since you're our esteemed guest, would you like to say the first one? I would be honored. Three reviews in two minutes. Haven't even seen it. I just really want it to flop so Rob will get started on that art house porn. Yeah, so this is in reference yeah. to how... Trent, were you were you confused by this? I was confused before, but I understand now that if Robert Pattinson fails commercially as an actor, then he'll have to, like, sell his body in, like... Well, he, he said or, that... Like, lower budget... He, he said that he, he went... Flops, he'll do porn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did he? Well, he's scientifically voted the most handsome man on Earth, so I'd imagine he would... I saw an interview and with him and Zoe Kravitz, and the, the guy was like, you know that scientists determined you're the most handsome man on Earth? And he said, yeah, it's because it's true. Robert Pattinson, you know him from Twilight. Well, he's been declared the world's most handsome man. This Why? is a scientific study, apparently, it right? It is a scientific study that backs us up, Anthony, because scientists have adapted a formula that they call the golden ratio ratio of beauty. To explain, this means a person. what makes a person beautiful? The golden ratio measures your eyebrows, your eyes, your jaw, your nose, and your lips. Depends on how it all uh, lines up on your face. Pattinson apparently came the closest to the ancient Greeks' idea of perfection. Idris Elba also, by the way, was in the top ten. Totally get that. Yep. So was Ryan Gosling. Okay. When it comes to women, you know who was in the list? Who the, was the top? Yeah. Who's the winner? Beyonce, Queen B. Wow, how about that? There's no disputing that, I think. Queen B, and what are you laughing at, Brandon? That's at least the man knows his worth. So, uh, the next review says, Paul Dano's scream cry is like when I find out that we're out of spaghetti. That's fair. And Parth? Um, So this one is from Yuyo. The Batman didn't even have his bad cop... The Batman didn't even have his Batcock out at all. Sad emoji face. Have you guys seen Batman's penis in the one graphic novel that depicts it? It's cast in shadow, but still. Well, he is the shadow. Batcock nonetheless. But I don't know what people were expecting from Batman's penis besides like a slightly above average sort of circumcised situation. Oh... Yeah, that would have been good. Well, Wait, I have a fun fact and a half star review. And actually, oh, that's please. I, I was a fun fact that. during the opening monologue and montage, the convenience store being robbed is called Big uh, Time, and also the robber mm-hmm. is wearing a very similar or the same outfit to Robert Pattinson in Good Time. Minus the mask. Except for like the yeah. except for the drop. Oh, the drop, the drop head drop mask. mask. I love drop heads. I do drops all day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we. I feel like our collective main groan and on leaving the theater is that they should have just been called like cr- 
crackheads or junkies or something. I think like junkies would probably be the better. Drug. Yeah, f- fake drugs is just always cringy. It's just junkies are just general. Like everyone's yeah. included. It doesn't bother me as much yeah. as it bothered you guys, but I, I agree. I don't love when they do that. It, it's just cringy. They do that in Looper, if you remember. Yeah. Well, someone said that drops oh, yeah. were the, the same exact drug from Looper. Oh really? Yeah, Brendan Lupetti said that. Oh well, Brendan Lupetti said oh, it. Oh, a friend, friend off the show. This is his Whoa. first mention. Hmm. Crap services extended universe. I'm glad it was a really smart comment. Um, wait, do you want to hear the half star review that I brought? Yes, please. I do. Warning: unpopular opinion. Use discretion. Okay, so I watched this opening night, the night this movie opened to the public. Therein, opening night, and it was too dark. It was so dark. I squinted to see but that only limited the light that hit my retina. I started coughing uncontrollably and cried, pissed myself. Is this saying that, like, thematically it's too dark or lighting-wise? And also when you squint, you allow less light into your eyeball. So if it's dark initially, that's not going to help. Like, yeah, this person's on, yeah, too dark. If they mean too dark visually or thematically, like, they're wrong on either front. We should also unpack how they say, I saw this movie on opening night. The night that it opened, therein opening night. The night that it opened, therein when it was open to the general public. It's like, we get, you saw it when it came out. Like, when, like most movies, yes. It's hard to see a movie And what, did the movie make them cough uncontrollably? Or do they And also they peed. Yeah, they did pee and cried. Yeah. I almost cried. It was a really emotional experience for them, I guess. A lot of bodily fluids happening. Yeah. Well, boys, should we well, get into it? Yeah, we should. We shall. Um, I suppose this is the part of the show where we talk about what worked in the movie and what didn't work in the movie. But real quick, I have something from the production history I want to unpack. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill's the, as the I remember movie. that. I remember hearing Thoughts? about that. I, when I heard about it, I thought it would have been good enough. Like, it could have been interesting casting, but... I wouldn't want this movie without Colin Farrell in it. I agree. You, uh, I mean, given that you can't even tell it's Colin Farrell, but like to his compliment, yeah. like and Michael to his credit, credit as um, well. Yes, is, he, des- is he designed the, the look. Yeah. All credit to the makeup artists as well. Who I feel like it Jonah off. Hill, like it would it would have been more of his body and face because in my mind he looks more like the Penguin. I mean, I think. The cobblepot we see in this movie is pretty comic accurate to what the the penguin looks. Except I mean, he's like, he's like, in the comics, he he's like incredibly yeah. stout. That's true. Like, and like very bold. He's very bold. But like I'm okay with he's big like, penguin. Oh yeah, I love it. I love. It. You mean yeah, you mean Oz? Oh sorry, Jackson. Yeah, you're a guest. You seem to like this movie. Yeah. What's up with that? Um, I have something that I think this movie does right. I think and a, a lot of movies what get it? what's the one what's the a one lot of movies thing? get this wrong, but like wearing your inspirations on your sleeve can either be like a huge detriment or I think in this movie's case a huge positive. I think that Matt Reeves really understands the material that he is um, inspired by, being like a couple of specific Fincher films, like really came through this movie, in in a way that I really appreciate, and I think that. Something else like Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby or like The Devil All the Time, like only very vaguely understand the materials that inspired them. And this movie did a really good job. And I have some examples if we want them of like, of like Fincher thing. And these are spoilers. 
Can I get it? Can I say spoilers now? Oh yeah, this will be a spoiler yeah. warning I mean, we're for. We're officially thirty right. minutes in, so. Um. All right. So the girl with the dragon tattoo. And this movie end with the same note. Rooney Mara wants to end up with Daniel Craig, and she goes to like get him a gift, and she rides in on a motorcycle, but then she sees him with another woman, so she throws the gift away and drives away, uh, and they like are maybe to never see each other again. And Catwoman pulls up on her motorcycle. They have their little moment. She's like, run away with me. He looks up to the signal. That's his other woman. And he's like, I have to stay with Gotham. And they ride away. Um, Seven is obviously like an aesthetic inspiration. They're like Raining City, Riddler's Apartment. And also Brad Pitt's house in that is always being like violently shaken by the train. And in mm-hmm. Catwoman and Batman's hideout, one of my favorite shots in the movie is when it's like a wide with like all like four or six windows and like the green rushes by. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Um, and then this is another little one, Zodiac. I think the Lake Berryessa scene and costume very clearly inspired the Riddler's look in this. And then the last one. Cypher's BB. What? And Cypher's, of course. I have no idea what that means. Like the, like, like the Zodiac. Oh, oh, oh like... the Zodiac Cypher's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I actually, wait, I, I wrote that down. That the ciphers on the car in Zodiac are, like, what he does on people's faces. And also... And, like, the, and like the card, yeah, like the yeah. Halloween card. And also the, the note, the, once they, when they get to the Riddler's place, it's almost exactly yeah. like the scene in Seven. Um, where they get to John Doe's apartment. And this last one is a big one, I think, that I'm excited to say, and that I haven't seen anyone else discuss on the web so take that the the world wide web uh, a fight club connection is that the riddler is going through what the narrator went through in fight club and batman is the riddler's tyler durden he's an imaginary friend who helps with the like physical and violent side of his domestic terrorist plot and uh yeah you know they're they're, that is interesting he's like trent you look confused yeah wait so the Batman is the Riddler's Tyler yes. Durden. Yeah, because the Riddler because the Riddler the Riddler uh, is like thinks that the Batman is helping him out, and that yeah, they're a team. I heard. I heard some, well, I guess during our interview, I think it was off air, but um, the editor William who Holt, we interviewed said that who we interviewed last week. Uh, tune in the episode said that riddler and batman are fighting for what they both consider their definitions of like taking down corruption and i was like yep that's exactly it and that's why the riddler thought that they were on the same page yeah and he yeah um but the batman's like don't and, kill and, and i agree you, i agree you, with you jackson that it it does rather than being for example just another example is joker where it wears its uh inspirations on its sleeve uh, its inspirations being Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, um, where that feels kind of like a pale imitation of uh, what those movies are doing. I think what Matt Reeves is able to do is to take certain aesthetic and uh, thematic or story ideas or plot points and weave them into his movie while still telling his own story. I think the, the problem that a movie like Joker falls into is that the actual movie follows the same plot beats as the movies that it's inspired by whereas i think 
um, where sometimes I think it goes a little too far. I think that the scene where they're going through and the Riddler has notebooks that are almost exactly like John Doe's in Seven, I think that's a little too far. But, like, uh, the the movie itself is... Um, is what it what it's inspired by is more sort of the idea of what the original material is doing rather than literal physical you know what like it's inspired by it definitely but it it's able to weave it into its own story and still make that work um i had a a final fincherism note that the second needle drop of something in the way is very reminiscent of where's my mind at the end of fight club mm. with like the city blowing up in fight club but it's getting very wet in batman mm. true um trent what what's working for you me um the first thought that comes to mind is the first scene of the movie and it reminds me of the dark knight and I think why we're able to turn on the Dark Knight so easily is because we want to watch the opening scene. And uh, it's because the villains are there and they're causing trouble. And the Riddler is on screen killing people within like three minutes. And um, that's a really good way to hook hook your audience into staying present for the remaining three hours. I love the shot of the riddler where he's like not moving his head but just looking around the room and it's like just the whites yeah. of his eyes going back it's awesome and i, I also i i don't know why but i, I don't remember the first time when i watched it but when you kind of see his like thought process where like the opening it's like through his binoculars mm-hmm. i guess and he sees that there's like a window at the top yeah. of the the place but you don't he does that like matt reeves does this a bunch of times in the movie where like you he doesn't show him entering. All he does is he cuts to the next shot, and the next shot is the window slightly open, and we're looking yeah, through. Wait, and that's also how Catwoman and Batman get in later. Yeah. something embarrassing to confess about my initial viewing of the first scene mm. you know how it's halloween night and the mayor's son is dressed up as a ninja mm. Be- being that uh parth is mad that we arrived at three minutes late um and so we walked in during the title card and this left me wondering did something precede the title card which we later learned it didn't but the first thing we saw was a ninja and i was like oh this ninja is the threat. And then I saw him, like, jokingly stab the mayor. And I'm like, what's going on here? And I thought that that little kid was going to be the antagonist for, like, 90 seconds. That's awesome. Not really, but I, w- I really thought that ninja posed a serious <laughs> threat. Um, but I think, for me, the strongest... I personally... I think my favorite part of this movie is the first half. 
I think. Especially that first... Which, which is a big part of the movie. But, like, that first half, I think, is, like, almost perfect. Um, Jackson and I are gesturing to you because last night we went and watched exactly, I'd say, the first yeah. half of the oh, movie. Oh, I heard. And, and I walked out and I said... That was a good time. That was a logical place to leave because everything we saw up to that point was literally perfect. Yeah. Uh, and we uh, none of the flaws are on my mind because I don't have a second half viewing. Yeah. To- uh, the Batmobile chase is the best part of the movie to me. Um, it, like, no, I think it's fun. Like, I, 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 nothing I, has ever made me feel so like viscerally like, in my bones, like, I can feel the Batmobile. It was insane. Like, it's all, no, it's awesome. It is very good. My favorite part, my favorite part of the movie, uh, like, the Dark Knight, like, the truck flipping is better. Um, But that wouldn't make me cry, uh, but the Batmobile chase could make me cry. I think every single chase that I in the Dark Knight trilogy I prefer that is to nice that Batmobile chase, but I uh, but I do like the Batmobile chase. I have to say, well, I think my favorite part of this movie is sort of like not to compare it to Zodiac too many times, but in Zodiac, like as soon as like one murder is over, it transitions, and then like at least once it goes straight from one murder to like another. And in the Batman, it felt that way. As in, we got, we concluded with one really intense Riddler scene, and then we, and then we was right on to the next one. And I was like, I could watch these all fucking day. <laughs> yeah. Just the Riddler do horrible things to these uh, dirty politicians. Yeah, I, I think that, um, especially that all all of the movie, just before I guess he targets Bruce Wayne, like I think all of that is like almost perfect um so what's not perfect i guess we'll get into what's not working for me uh i think the the jackson and i i think agree on this i'm not sure where trent stands but um i think the first two thirds do this really good job of laying out a much more like uh mannered you know toned down movie um and then the and i i would say that's like a four and a half maybe five star thing and then you get to the last third, and it's good. It's really well made. But once you get to the scene where Batman is in the Riddler's apartment, and there he's looking at the clue, and there's a whole another hour left, uh, and then it starts uh, becoming a natural disaster movie at a certain point. Mm-hmm. When it starts getting much bigger, it's it becomes the bigger it gets, the less interesting it becomes to me. And the more kind of conventional it becomes to me. And I kind of wish that it had sort of stuck more to the first two thirds. To, to yeah. tracking what? a serial killer instead instead of like... The, the water thing just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like if the Riddler had been like, like 
I'm gonna like clear the flood and just like little things like that or some shit like have like yeah flood. or like dr drain yeah, the drain, drain the yeah. swamp I guess that would be that would be removing but, but also like water. there's so many big and like absolutely gorgeous establishing shots of Gotham and like none of them include this giant dam that surrounds the city yeah well they just like mentioned once like Gotham's but, in like, the I just I, there should have been some like setting up for that like it, it, i don't need like any obvious foreshadowing but just like i think like flooding or like the dam should have been like on my mind I, and stuff yeah i did think it was interesting though that riddler jeopardized the entire city in a somewhat believable way um but also that batman was pretty much rendered useless I, uh, yeah like, out, out, outside of the building he was in it was a natural like what's batman gonna do if there's a hurricane or a tornado I, I, nothing well I, I'm kinda like, he gives the people hope and he leads them out of the place like like yes but that that, that, like leads, in that, into, one building. that leads into my other problem with the movie once it gets to that point i feel like it's simultaneously too long and not enough because you have this one hour where it's him having to figure out how he's going to solve this and when he goes to give people hope like it's a great looking scene but i think it's too short to the point where when it it kind of fades after uh, he's leading the people with his torch, I, I was, like, taken aback because I was like, so that's it? Because it, it kind of sets it up, I don't know. To me, it was like he didn't really solve anything. I wish that there was more, I think for me in the movie, I kind of wanted more of him getting called out by, like, Alfred or somebody that like his ways There's are so not little Alfred in this movie. I think... I think he needed to be called out more that his ways are not working. Think... And like I understand that they have the scenes, they have him saying that like he's not having an effect. But I just wish that I feel like the realization that he needs to be hope is kind of more told to us than it's shown to us. And that that but he needs to be hope rather than the guy. Then vengeance. Like a few Wait, but they have that because line about how like vengeance is never going to change anything. Like, no, but that happens after he's done it. Like, yeah. you don't have a, a scene or a piece of dialogue or something that shows that shift. The one thing you do get is that the the uh, one of Riddler's cronies uh, says, I'm vengeance, and Batman is like, oh, shit. But I, I don't think it's enough. I, I, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more to show that shift. I, I think I disagree I, a little bit. I, I, I do agree that, like, I would have liked more of it, but I do think it's enough. Like, during the movie, I felt like I was tracking his shift from vengeance to hope effectively, especially when he's, like, giving that child to, like, a rescue helicopter or something. And then we get, like, that bird's eye view, just, like, shot of his face looking at the helicopter go away. I was like, this is a man changed. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, almost, you know I almost wish that that voiceover had happened after he did that. Because it kind of feels... Do you know what I mean? Like, where, like, yeah. we see him do something, and then he says that. Because then, to me, that would go, okay, so he did something like that, and that's why he feels this way. But instead, it's kind of played at the same time. So maybe that would have been enough uh, for me. I also really like the scene much earlier on where, before we know that uh, Falcone is Catwoman's dad, and he's, like, implying in a derogatory way that she's a prostitute, and then she's like, he's yeah. my dad, and then he like, apologizes. And like I really yeah. like Batman being wrong and like being a douchebag and then apologizing. And I could have done with more 
of that because he is like a like a rich violent man and like I, he's probably wrong about a lot i liked it when the penguin and the 44 below club said let's keep it festive yeah. ladies uh, yeah. no wobbling glaze fellas or wait yeah, I also liked Penguin talking about the Spanish language. I was like, I could listen <laughs> yeah. to this all What are you day. showing me, fellas? And they they got they got a little penguin waddle. In yes, it too. They did. Did they? Yeah, because he huh. he's got handcuffs at his feet, so oh. he's he's oh. Um El Penguino. Yeah, but no, I definitely like that he apologizes. Yeah. Um I I have a complaint. Please. Let's hear it. It's that the Riddler's performance is hindered due to the fact that you see most of it on, like, an iPhone um, or on the news in a slow push-in. And then he doesn't have a scene where he's, like, out in the wild. Because then he gets captured, and then he's behind the glass, and seeing him without the mask is nice. But you never see Riddler in his... In the opening It's a little... It'd be a little bit like if in The Dark Knight you never had a scene where... You didn't have the Joker doing his thing well, on the I, side. We we talked about how in the Dark Knight there are a lot of scenes with the Joker without Batman, but here all the Rid- like you don't have a Riddler cutaway. You only see Bruce Wayne watching the Riddlers, you know, Instagram live. I'm yeah. I'm kind of okay. also the all right the Riddler as a social media figure. Thoughts? I like it. I, I like I, it. I, I I don't like seeing their comments on the side. I was just gonna say their comments being like, yeah, "Go like, Riddler!" Oh my God, I'm like, we get the also when like, oh, I, I also when they say, "Yeah, he's garnered a following of 500 followers." I was like, I Dude, "That line doesn't bother okay? people on Twitter and TikTok and whatever like ripping that line apart." Like, like why do they say that? Like, it's a lot. But I think the point is that that is a lot for a domestic terror cell. It's not a lot for an influencer. Yes. Black. This is something that friend of the show, Sophia Alexis, pointed out while I watched it on uh, Friday, is that um, movies, especially movies made by older people, like people that are not like our age or like maybe two or three years older than us, are so often get social media wrong. And I thought that they were able to use like an Instagram live in like an interesting way or like uh, like his. I didn't mind, honestly, his little cronies like comments to me kind of it kind of felt like in arkham city or something like it's the bat it's the freaking bat like like it kind of felt like them are you talking about all all the goons like yeah like like i i thought that was fun but um the one thing that i wish they it's the bat we'll be fine it's not like that man's gonna just drop in and get us he's way too busy we'll see the freaking man!
freaking bear! Eat the freaking bear! The, the one thing I, like I wish that. they could have changed is I don't mind that most of his conversations are done over, like, a phone or seeing it because it keeps it more from Batman's point of view, which I think most of the other Batman movies have struggled with sometimes where maybe not struggled with but they've not been as interested in keeping it as like a uh, first person view whereas this one is very much so from Batman's point of view but seeing like a FaceTime call with Batman in like the little corner of in the, the corner. screen I was like I, I, noticed I don't that love last this night. it was so surreal yeah it was just seeing him in a cow I'm like him and Riddler are FaceTiming right now and does my brain couldn't process I, I really like the... I mean, mo- overall, I mostly agree with you, but I really like the funeral FaceTime. Oh, I love that. I love that whole sequence. That's just like a little nitpick yeah. for me. Yeah, I, we ordered the Uber after that, and I was, I, that sequence, I was like, now I'm ready to go. And then it didn't come till after the, the chase, and now I'm like, now I'm <laughs> really ready to go. And frankly, I like don't remember exactly what comes after that. After the chase is Alfred the... Is- no hablo espanol, fellas. And, like, talking to the penguin. Yeah. Alright, and then Alfred definitely gets blown into smithereens. Oh, at some point. I have a thing. Um, sure. It's actually about Alfred getting blown to smithereens. Um, so It's that he commits mail fraud well, and he pays the <laughs> ultimate price. Again, Sophia pointed this out, which is it doesn't 100% align with Riddler's MO. It doesn't really make sense. Because all of his other kills have been highly personal, where he's, like, made a whole show of it and, like, duct-taped them and, like, bludgeoned them. But for Bruce Wayne, his, like, big catch... His number one guy. He sends in a mail bomb? And he's not gonna... That, like, that, like... Riddler's credit. That... He also... His big master plan, a real change, is also bombs. Sure, but... That doesn't, like, it doesn't align with his M.O. It doesn't make sense. That, like, the bomb that he sends doesn't even kill his, like, old butler. Yeah, it is a, it is a dog shit bomb. Like, what? Uh, okay, so at the beginning of the movie, he's just killing politicians who are, like, bad people. Who are dirty. That. You're dirt, dirty cops. And then why at the end he's like, all right, let's kill everyone now. Like, even the orphans. Well, he's like, let's I, 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 I don't think it's supposed to be... Like, let's kill everyone. It's just, like, this city is, like, I'm going to show you how fucked this how city. How savage we can yeah, be. Like, the, like this, this this city is fucked. Wait, and, like, it? I'm going to show you just how fucked it Doesn't is. Doesn't he have a line about how, like, but the, because of the geography of Gotham, like, the rich people live where it's going to get flooded? Doesn't he say that at some point, the realer? I don't remember, but you might be. I feel right. like he said something about like Did he say the that? penthouses downtown are going to be the first to flood or some shit like that. But they don't mm. know. And I guess I, I guess they did okay. because <laughs> bro, the, Riddler, Batman didn't really do shit. Out of like to all on-screen yeah, Batman villains, like Riddler's got to be like top one or two kill count. Yeah, kill count. Oh. Like Scarecrow and Begins is probably up there. The fear gas probably. Wait, they don't really kill people. The fear gas stuff from people. Like, like, like I'm sure people have di- died from that, but like I, th- I feel like Bane probably got more people oh, killed because yeah, he holds he holds up. Gotham yeah. hostage for like yeah. six months. That's, that's probably true. Yeah. Also, but also like the Joker, say what you will, but he doesn't commit much of a genocide. No, his his kills are pretty. Yeah, the Joker pretty, doesn't pretty kill that many direct. people. Not a bad guy. 
You know why no, he uses a no. knife? The guns are too quick. Get to save Can't savor all the little emotions. emotions. Wanna know which of your friends are cowards? No. Um We already covered the Dark Knight guys. No, no. Um why don't we cut you up into little pieces and feed you to your pooches? Hmm? And then we'll see how loyal a hungry dog really is. I feel like we're talking a lot about negatives, but I'm like mostly positive. Okay, I'll say movie. I'll say some positives. The Batman the, the, the car. car. Every time I just like when Batman yeah. punches people, like you just know that if yeah. you got a reaction shot, like the guy's <laughs> face would be non existent. Wait, let's talk about the rage like, juice punching at the end. Is that Venom? Oh shit. I don't Tons think it's venom. It's green. No. Venom. Yeah, but I think it's just supposed to be like adrenaline, but venom, adrenaline doesn't venom, look cool unless venom. it's green. Uh, like if it was why why would he why would he inject himself with venom? Wait, isn't it? Like wait, venom makes in, you big. In um in Batman something. In one of the ones that Robert Pattinson mentions in interviews, Batman struggles by being addicted to venom. Am I insane? Like Batman like apothic or something? Uh, I don't. No, I, know, I don't I know, know about that. I but like, I feel like they would have. Why would they just have him inject himself with venom and not mention? It? Well, maybe it'll be a sequel thing. Like maybe, I but just I, I just it, think it's ven adrenaline. I I didn't overthink it in the moment, but I was like, this is some chemical juice that he whipped up at the back cave. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, Robert Pattinson, good. Robert Pattinson is uh, better than Christian Bale. For all, all intents and better purposes. Better Batman and better Bruce. I Better Ooh. voice. Like, Christian Bale's Batman voice is great. Yeah, but it's iconic, though. Like, like, I, 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 like, I, like I like his voice. I think Christian Bale will always be my Batman, and I'll have to see how Robert... I, I think Christian Bale, for me, is my favorite Batman still because he's the only Batman that has, like, a true arc over the course of his movies. Um, he's also like a real story. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Um... But I can see Robert Pattinson with his sequels being toe to toe. What are we thinking? Two more movies? Huh? I saw Those someone trilogy? on Twitter being like, "Do eight and make it a fucking saga," and like that sounds kind of <laughs> awesome. Like I wouldn't say no. I like him, and I like Bat the creative saga. Team. Oof. So what is Matt Reeves gonna have? Like, it, wait, if Matt Reeves and it seems like that aren't involved i would be significantly less excited like dramatically well matt reeves is already working I, on a sequel yeah i was gonna say after the performance i like after like the the reception i think it would be a middle finger to well, the world if, if why didn't if why didn't bill away. pope shoot matrix resurrections who knows well that that's like a that's like a 20 year gap between yeah, movies. i mean that's that's a completely different situation um but I, also, Matrix Resurrections is bad for. Hey Trent, we're covering that. We can't we're even get into that. right now. Um, wait, I think great, I think Bill Pope would shoot thing. an awesome Batman movie. Just aside that, but. I I agree. Um, but I think uh, Jackson, you might get pissed at me for this. What are you gonna say? I don't. I don't. I'm not saying I want this necessarily. I'm just saying it would be interesting to see the world they have set up in a sequel. Directed by Matt Reeves, but not shot by Greg Frazier. No. I think it would be interesting. I don't, I I'd be interested to see that the cinematography, like this, was the most beautiful film yeah, I've seen in a long time. Just like I shots agree. mounted to vehicles, oh, so good. like my, like 
Alright, everyone can talk about their favorite shot, but, my, but mine is when something in the way drop, like the beat drops the first time, and then it's the back of his helmet on Super the motorcycle. I'm like, I'm like, let's watch the movie now. Let's continue I, viewing I, this film. He, he did a lot of interesting things with focus, which I feel like not yeah. a lot Wait, of... There's a shot in the trailer of Riddler killing the mayor that's in focus that never happens in the movie really yeah there's like a wide of the room wait and, and i think it's because they cropped out the like carpentry tool mm. um in the trailer as well and like just had like an in-focus background which i thought was interesting, interesting. yeah i mean there's that one like 10 second shot that's just out of focus on the it's the same exact thing you were talking about trent uh, when, he, when he's on the bike it's like out of focus and it's focusing on the mirror yeah i love that it's out of focus and it like just gets to in focus and it cuts wait that shot that you're talking about parth and also when catwoman is leaving penguin's office in the first scene that we meet her there's some kind of like the focus is like coming out in bars like in a way that i don't know how to explain like there's like stripes going vertically across the screen that must be like some like weird shape of aperture blades or something that are like making the focus come in and like vertical points mm. across the front. Ah, yeah. It was really cool. The, the out-of-focus shots when Gilbert Gil Colson is being abducted and, like, he's getting the yes. bomb collar yes. on. It's, like, the blue and red light, like, blink, 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 blink. I really fucking like that. Jackson, I was just going to bring this up about how in last night's viewing, I was thinking about your complaint about the reveal of Riddler mm. being in the, his yeah. car and how for the audience, it would have been a lot more interesting and suspenseful if you did not know yeah. that. Do you agree? Yes, because last night after you see the Riddler shuffle around in the car, you're like, I see. I know exactly how the next five minutes are going to play yeah. out. Right, wait, Parth, let me air... air this to you as well um when catwoman and gill are leaving the iceberg lounge uh and he's like come home with me and she's like no uh there it like we start that interaction looking out of the back like the rear window of his car yeah 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 you can like see that the riddler's in there and i think that that scene would be much more interesting if we did not know the riddler was in his car because we already have a suspenseful like i don't want catwoman to go home with this sleazy guy so like we already don't want catwoman to get in the car so there's already like that tension so we don't need her we don't need to not want her to go in there because of like fear of murder we already don't want her to go in and then when he gets in the car and he looks over and sees that like the headrest is on the passenger seat that's such a good weird moment that is like undercut yeah. by knowing exactly why that's the case Damn, yeah. we should take it, take that up with William Hoy. I know that's what I was, that's what I was saying to Trent. But also, I like to hate watch stuff. Okay, and so I saw when I saw Ben Shapiro's tweet that said the Batman is not good. I was like, all right, I have to watch this Despicable Man's Batman review on YouTube, and some of the worst takes I've ever heard in my life. This one. Can you repeat? Yeah, them? this is the craziest take I've ever heard about bat- about this Batman movie, and it's that Mike. Giacchino? Is that how you say his name? Michael My, Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. If he says anything like, bad about the score... He said that I, the I, score is bad. And I, it blew my mind. 
How can you think the like, score could this movie? I can see bad. this being like, well, this isn't my Batman score, but it's not bad. This is like, my it, Batman it, score. I think... I, I think it's the best yeah, Batman I, score I ever. Even though all even though all the Batman scores are great for different reasons, this is yeah, the best by 100%. far. The music to the film is okay. I think that Michael Giacchino tends to be a little bit derivative in how he does the scores to the films. This one, he basically takes the music that Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard wrote for Batman Begins in the Nolan trilogy, which the theme goes, da-da, and here he just inverts it. So instead of da-da, it's da-da. Okay, fine. So it's a little bit derivative. But the score is totally fine. The acting is okay, as we'll find out in a second. They give Robert Pattinson nothing to do as Batman. Nothing to do as Batman. I didn't think that Zoe Kravitz had any sort of chemistry with Robert Pattinson. So she's fine. She's kind of flirty. I didn't see anything particularly wrong with her performance. I just didn't see a lot right with her performance. It is. He also um, had more terrible takes about how like people's per- like about how Zoe Kravitz didn't give a good performance and like all that's bullshit. Of- oh, wow. we, we didn't Too talk. Bad. They have really good chemistry. They wanted to fuck on screen. Wait, let me say something. And this is my hot take, like, I guess. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Their I chemistry know. is, like, not a highlight of the film to me. That's incorrect. Yeah. Like, like I that's, think, like... like to me, that's incorrect. They're good on screen together. But, like, I, like, they're both very attractive people. The biggest problem with the film is not the wokeness. Yes, there's some woke touches. You have Catwoman, who is a woman of color who is, of course, good, and you have the black female mayor who is good, and you have the black Jim Gordon who, who is good. Every white character is apparently bad, like all of them. Fine, whatever. I don't really care about that. That's fine. You have Catwoman say stuff about white privileged elites, and, and she makes a suggestion that Bruce Wayne is a child when his parents were killed. He doesn't really have a right to be super upset about that because, of course, he was very, very rich. That that doesn't kind of rings hollow. Now, a lot of these lines seem like throwaways for, for film lefty Twitter, but the main theme is not a throwaway. The main theme is what matters here. The film despises Batman. So, but like, well, it's not just that they're attractive. They like work really well off of each other. No, but like what I'm saying, I, I think the interesting that, thing about their chemistry is that is that they are just very attractive. It doesn't hurt. I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't hurt, but well, actually, I think the interesting the, I, thing about their chemistry is that they work really well together, and the whole time Catwoman's like, "Please fuck me," and Batman's like, "No." But the bat signal. Wait, uh, wait, but I yeah. think that's a little, a tiny bit. Like, I, I'm, I'm a little apprehensive about it because her, like, girlfriend just died. And now she's like, I'm going to fuck Batman. Well, I'm sure. Gonna, but, I mean, like, why are, you why are you apprehensive about that? She's moving forward. No, but she moves so quickly. If your girlfriend was brutally murdered days ago. She's a fucked up little girl. Like, like she's I, a fucked up. Is it her, is it her girlfriend yeah. or is it just her it's, girl it's, space it's, friend? They don't say it in the movie, but Zoe Kravitz has said that she They're played lovely. the role as bisexual and that they were at least interested. I thought that was... I, I, I immediately was like, Catwoman is bisexual. Uh, the, the, but, like, you saying this about the chemistry not being a highlight of the movie is makes me bring up a take that I don't know if people are going to be pissed at me about. But it's that I wish... I, f- I like Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. Don't say, don't say this. But I wish they had more... gave him more to do. Like oh, he does, he yeah. kind of he kind of just exists as an exposition machine. Wait, I like I like I I would rather watch a Gordon and Batman scene than a Catwoman and, and Batman. Like scene. I like I'm so completely on the polar opposite. I love when they're looking through the cars and he's like, "This guy thinks he's no, like like like, like like it's fun, like it's funny, but it's not like to me like that's not moving either of their characters particularly. That's moving plot forward, which is fun. Like I enjoy that, but like oh, there's God. no. They they don't have 
Like, you compare Batman and Gordon's relationship in something like Batman Begins, and I think that they have a much more interesting dynamic to me. Jeffrey Wright is my Gordon. Who's the mustache with the broken nose? It's Kinsey, narcotics. He's one of the guys I got into it with at the Iceberg Lounge. What do you think? Kinsey will nights for the penguin. No, I'm moonlights as a cop. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's literally crazy, given how... Like, he, he's good in the role for what he's supposed to do, which is not much. Wait, if someone in this movie is not given enough, it's Paul Dano. Yeah. Paul Dano is one of the greatest actors of all time, in my opinion. Like, one of my top two, top three. And, like, I would love to see his face for a lot more of this film. Like, his body language underneath was still, like, oh, very... Mixed. In the opening scene, like, he's so disturbing. I mean, since we're at the end of the episode, is the Riddler deriving sexual pleasure out of all this? It kind of seems like he it feels he a little bit. his penis in the beginning. Do, wait, so when he when he's on top of the the mayor, does it not look like I thought he was like unbutt or like unzipping his fly or like something? Uh, upon closer like thinking about it, I think he has the duct tape tucked under his jacket attached to a carabiner, and he just needs to like fumble with his clothes to get it out. But when I was first watching it, I was like, he's managing a boner under his pants right now. Well, is it, um, is it ratings gauntlet time? Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah. Right. You guys go first. We, we have to go first. Well, Jackson, just so you know, we have to talk about how rewatchable is this movie? Would you okay. recommend this movie? And what would you rate this movie out of 10? It's going to go out back of pretty 10. fast. Right. Trent, you go first. This was the most engaging movie I've watched in a long time. It genuinely scared me twice. Um, and uh, I didn't want it to end. I remember when it was when I saw the movie, like I was like, oh, we're nearing the end. I was like, I kind of just wish that this could go on forever. <laughs> I could just sit here forever. Just keep watching Batman do stuff, fight crime. I don't, maybe the Riddler's in jail. Let's, let's just beat up whoever. I don't care. Um, I just want to watch Batman do stuff. Um, also, when Catwoman first, like, hops out of her apartment, um, like, I don't know how to say this eloquently, but, like, it was, like, really interesting on a sexual level. <laughs> you got a lot of cats. Never think about strays. The bat and the cat. It's got a nice ring. A new friend of yours? I'm not so sure. Um, but also, she's just, like, so um, beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, like, better Catwoman than Michelle Pfeiffer? Like, they're going for something different. I, I, I think that, like, Michelle Pfeiffer is not given that much to do in Batman Wait, Returns. No, I, Michelle I, Pfeiffer she's, is given... She's just, very, she's just hot. She's just hot and when in she's that movie. A, and when she's a human in that movie, it's, like, pretty intolerable to watch. Like, but it's just, like, yeah, watching, like her, watching her whip the heads off mannequins. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And I was about to say, she's I wish Barry Kravitz had a whip. I like that. I love that she, she did had. have a whip. She did like, have a whip. She never has like a big like whip moment where she whips men. That's not true. She, yes, she, she does. She, the twins. The twins. She whips the twins. Just just before the car chase happens, yes. she she uses her whip on both of the twins. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Must it was it didn't didn't leave the same impression that the mannequin whip scene does. Sure, but I I, I feel like Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is like a character, 
like a no, real yeah, that's, character. No, that's awesome. I'm glad that she's a character and has a better costume and gives a really good performance. But she should have whipped some mannequin heads. Yes, I'd recommend... I, I called my parents, like, the day after we saw the Batman. And I was like, guys, I can't recommend this strongly enough. So, um, am I friends with my parents? That's a complicated question. <laughs> but did I recommend it to them? Yes. Um, I originally gave this movie a 5 out of 5 after walking out of the theater because I gave The Dark Knight a 5 out of 5. And I liked this just as much, if not more, than The Dark Knight. But maybe just because it feels fresh in comparison. Which has since been edited to a 4.5, which I guess translates to a 9. Alright. Um, I guess I'll go. Um, I think this is... I think the first half or two thirds is like very i can see myself really wanting to watch especially that first third mm. is just awesome i i i feel like i'll find myself either like watching the movie over two days or whatever but like i would rewatch this movie it's very rewatchable i'd recommend this movie to anybody to go see um i prefer all of nolan's movies ahead of this one personally Ugh. Because all of them, yeah. I think Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises are this. Yes, I think that I think that well, Dark Knight Rises that's more personal for me. Batman and Begins, I can you see... lost your virginity too. Uh, what'd you just say? Nothing. The The Dark Knight Rises was on in the background while you were losing your virginity. We all know this wow. to be true. Okay, well, it was right when Bane said the fire rises. <laughs> Parth was like, Parth was like, not... you don't get to bring friends. um i uh i can understand people having this just behind the dark knight i prefer the scripts of the other two Uh, maybe not the dark knight rises but the dark knight rises is more i don't know maybe like personally enjoyable to me but i mean this is this being behind the all the other nolan movies is not that doesn't mean anything like i love those movies um so, uh, but I gave this a four out of five, which makes that an eight. I think that's a, that's a good score. Uh, let's just, I, I feel like we should pause real quick. Um, because like giving auteurs superhero movies usually ends up really well. Yeah, I agree. It's like, I, and just like I, end of, end of statement. At least interestingly, like, like, yeah. uh, like I would much rather watch even like a failure like I, I don't love Batman versus Superman, but like I, I think there's interesting things in it as opposed to, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oof, Ant Man and the Wasp, dog shit. Was that? I, I don't hate that movie, but it's it's just not to me. It's not as interesting as watching a noble failure. Yeah. Like which which is what I find Batman versus Superman to be. But anyways, Jackson, Jack- recommend um, rewatchable rating absolutely 100 percent recommend like no everyone and their mom should see this i like trent quite, quite literally I, I told my mom and my sister i was like you have to see this um and out of 10 i gave it an eight and that's still where i have it but i'm very strongly considering bumping that up to a nine um I, th- I think I think the only batman movie that's better than it is the dark knight i do think it's better than begins and rises um and like I immediately looked up, like, when is this going to come out on Blu-ray? Um, I think this is going to start my Blu-ray collection. I love this movie. Wow. I want it really bad. 
Um, I love this movie if if for nothing else for that. For what? That'll start your Blu-ray collection. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to get a, a Lego set of the Batmobile chase. Um, you know, I'm excited. Does that exist yet? No, or it, it already exists, and it looks awesome. Oh. Wait, what was right. the other is part? It, what do I Is it... At, at a, wait, I think yeah, you Oh, rewatchable. rewatchable. I think it's very rewatchable. I enjoyed watching it the first half again. Jor- Jordan Sikafu's friend of the show. Friend off saw, the show. Friend off the show. Saw the Batman twice yesterday in one calendar day. Wow. Well, 1.5 times. But she got out of the first showing and then we called her and said, We're going to the 1045 Wow, that's a real Jackson Clark move. Yeah. That is a Jackson Clark Well, I, I guess we've wrapped up our discussion yeah i guess so um it seems like at the rate that the riddler website is progressing we're at 48 percent. i think we'll get a deleted scene in like a week and a half or something it's coming out it's coming this friday wait a week and a half no, yesterday wait, it was wait, by the by the point this episode by the by the point this episode comes out it'll be out oh well i'm very wait Trent, yesterday it was at 28 percent. today it's at almost 50 so that's like very soon I'm, it's like two days Okay, I'm I'm disoriented, <laughs> but thanks. Okay. Uh, Wait, and there's a there's an image up there now, a cipher. I sent it to you guys. Yeah. Wait, the cipher that's always been up there, the click for yeah, reward yeah. thing. Well, that's always. Well, been yeah. There. What you were well, not what you were talking always. about was before yeah, the movie yeah. came out. I went on before the movie. And came there were out, real there riddles. riddles. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you, you're Jackson welcome. Clark. No, you're so welcome. Is there anything else we need to say? Wait, like I mean. One thing I've never mentioned, a scene that I really like, if we care. Do we? Sure. When the Batman and Gordon are first arriving at the mayor's crime scene, and every it's like a shot of Gordon, and everyone's like staring behind him, and then we have that shot of Batman. I think that relationship with like Gotham police and like the Gotham public of like kind of an indescribable, like this is a weird man in a weird relationship and a weird bruce and a weird batman and like i don't know how to put it into words but i think like their faces like really sell this batman's relationship with the world in a way that i really like i i liked the police chief with the really raspy voice and yeah. he said you're gonna put he, your reputation on you're gonna put your reputation on line for, for this guy the too. commissioner a, a, after pete yeah also fuck commissioner yeah pete. fuck commissioner take you know, after we took down the Maroney drug bus, he's going to sell out for some low-level drug dealer? Well, Maroney, he's the ball guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, we didn't talk about... He's a fall guy. I'm the brains of the organization. We didn't talk about Falcone and Falcone. Do we want it? I, I, about how he's... I mean, we talked about that in yeah. the interview. But yeah. Right. But uh, I think it's weird to have so much talk of him when he's not on screen but also he's like you an mean Maroney? figure yeah. wait is he dead is that the implication no or... he's he's just not there he's in jail or no like he's just not we don't know where he is right. but he he exists he's still alive interesting um no, we didn't talk about joker or mr freeze or like like Brian. i kind of like i want to talk about the mr freeze part yeah. uh I, i've i've said that the Joker uh, appearance does little to nothing for me. I agree. And it, it's, kind of, it's kind of just annoying fan service, and I almost wish, if the deleted scene is what I believe it is, 
where the Batman asked the Joker for advice about how to catch the Riddler. I wish it was that that was included in the film instead of this, because that at least serves a function. And this feels like a post credit. I, I don't mind it being there. It, to me, it kind of serves the same thing as like at the end of the Batman Begins, Commissioner Gordon showing or whatever he is, Lieutenant or whatever, lieutenant. Um, Sergeant, Sergeant Jim Gordon. Sergeant. He's Wait, I think it's Lieutenant. Maybe, maybe. Sure, whatever. Sure. Whatever. It's the end point, of the episode. Point, point being, he, he flips over, it's the Joker card. And to me, it I feel like people are taking that to mean, like, literally the Joker will be the next villain. And, like, he might be. But it, I think, I don't mind it because it's like, oh, like, more villains exist and the adventures yeah. will continue. And I, And this movie does something that few Batman movies do, which is Riddler doesn't die. Yeah. And that, like, I like, I like yeah. the idea that, like, you know, the villains, they go back to Arkham and yeah, they're, they're gonna running amok. They're going to get broken out of Arkham. Well, yeah. I was, like, I mean, I, in the, if Heath Ledger were still alive, I, I believe the plan was that in Rises, like, everyone would have broken out of Gotham, including Scarecrow and Joker. And so now I think that there's, like, an opportunity for, say, three movies from now. Like, the whole... The whole game. All, all the cro- Oh, the whole gang could come, Batman's could come own back. Sinister have... Six. That would be so yeah. awesome. That would be so super villain team up fucking movie. awesome. Wait, I I, I feel this. I feel the same way about the like Joker post credit scene kind of that I feel the same way about the Riddler reveal at when Batman. I mean, when Catwoman and Gil are leaving the Iceberg Lounge. Like, I don't. I, they keep saying after the city floods. There's going to be a power grab now that Falcone's not there. So, like, I know there's going to be more danger in the city, and, like, I don't need to know that it's the Joker. Like, I didn't need to see that. Fair enough. But we, we won't know what happens with it yeah. until the sequel. I, I remember the first time watching the movie, they kept talking about, what was it, like, the, what's the word? It was, like, for, like, the replenishment. Renewal. Or, like, it was, renewal. like, the, yeah, they kept talking about the government renewal. I was like, how are they going to tie this in? And they kind of did in an interesting way. Yeah. Um, Good point, Trent. Well, now, well, now that we're talking about renewal, I think the episode should end. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Freeze in the sequel. <laughs> I want tactile Mr. Yeah, Freeze. Me too. I want gritty, dark Mr. Freeze. I want him to freeze people with the freeze. Gun. I don't want the freeze gun. I don't think. I still meet I you. can't imagine the freeze gun playing nicely in this world. But... What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. The Ice Age. But like, what do you do as the as Mister Freeze with no freeze? Like, on? try to save his wife from cold disease. Like, I'm not against the freeze gun. I, like, I'm not like a hundred percent against the freeze gun. I, it, I am interested to see if he does superpowered villains. Yeah. Wait, I would because, rather because like, this is very toned down, and I kind of want superpowered him villains. like have like a freeze chamber or something where he freezes people. But just, like, the fact that it, like, shoots, like, an ice beam. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't know if that's going to play good. Well. See, I kind of, I, I, I kind of liked, no, no, I don't know. I think <laughs> we should just wrap this up. All right, yeah. Let's fucking finish this. All right. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, rate us five Wait, stars on Apple say, Podcasts we, on Spotify. We can say what our next episode is going to be. Well, our next episode is our Oscar special. So, tune in for that. Is it? <laughs> is it? Yes. So, are you suggesting we have to watch six? Wait, I'm... is there ten Best Picture nominees? Yeah. 
So I have to watch eight movies before next week? We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see about that. Remember when you had me watch The Father? Thanks. Just not <laughs> you, didn't like, you didn't like The Father? The, the Father was a good movie. Yeah, it's a perfectly fine film. Uh, I, I hey, wait, Trent, rem- wait, Trent, remember when you said that Mank was your favorite movie of 2020? It was... No, you said that was your number one movie. I like Mank. Yeah. I like Mank a lot. Yeah, but your yeah, number I'm one never, movie of I'm, 2020. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm never watching Mank. But I like it. Yeah, you know, ice cold. Uh, <laughs> ice! It's better right. than Citizen Kane. And like, I'll die on my hill. Okay, time to go. Bye, guys. <laughs>